First today we'll have a full bulletin of the world news. A year ago the wreckage of the sailing ship Fawelda was discovered upon the shores of St Helena. Her passengers, Lord and Lady Gleistoke, were presumed dead. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Fred, you remembered. How could I ever forget the happiest day of my life? Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today, we salute you, Mr. Painful Loincloth Wedgie Guy. Tape delay from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, Illinois. In reality, is the son of a titled English couple, Lord and Lady Greystoke. This is the Panthen Press Podcast for fans of Edgar Rice Burroughs and Pulp Adventure. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Well, thanks, fellas, it sure was. Happy she and happy he, they're both as happy as can be. Celebrating merrily their happy anniversary. And I didn't forget you, darling. Happy anniversary. A tie with spots on it already. Just what I always needed. (laughs) Oh, Fred. Dateline Barsoom. What NASA saw as an amusing fluke, others saw as evidence of a Martian civilization. Was there ever such a man as you, John You came here alone, a stranger, hunted. And yet you have done what has never been done at all the past ages of our Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. All right, fellas, I appreciate it. Well, Mr. Burroughs, it isn't very often that we have the most popular writer in the world on our program. Well, Ken, I'd hardly call myself that. Oh, 25 million copies can't be wrong. But tell us, how did it all happen? Well, Tarzan started off as a thing to keep two bookends apart. Not another day could be a happy anniversary. Are you an assassin? I'm a reporter for Dateline Jassoon. You're neither. You're an errand boy sent by grocery clerks to collect the bill. Um, Bulu. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. We now state emphatically, it's happy anniversary. I'm your host, Elmo. Now, Tarzan, make war. This Panthan Press production is scheduled for launch in February 2006. Oh, happy Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy, 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 happy,
Thanks for that introduction, Della. You're welcome, Elmo. Happy anniversary. And to you, too. You've been a big help with the show, you know. I know. You weren't much help, though, when you told me the Bears were going to win the Super Bowl 46-3. to I lost a hundred bucks on that game. Anyway, welcome to show 27. The Bears are who we thought they were. Shut up, Dennis Green. This is Bill Ross, sometime publisher of ERB Collector, and you are listening to Dateline Jassoon. Pete Ogden, the editor of Urbania, recently sent me this interview from the early 1960s that appeared on the NBC radio program, Monitor. Everyone who's ever read a Tarzan book or seen a Tarzan movie, and that means most of the people in all the countries of the world, will be interested in a discovery that was made this month, a wax cylinder recording on which Edgar Rice Burroughs dictated one of his Tarzan adventures. Through the cooperation of RCA Laboratories, the deteriorating cylinder has been saved, although the sound quality isn't what today's ears are used to. You're going to hear part of it now, and I want you to listen closely. It begins, paragraph, quote, We better be moving, said the farmer. We gotta kill some meat today. Paragraph, quote, We better be moving, said the farmer. We gotta kill us some meat today. Paragraph, quote, What do you suppose it was, said Gant? Paragraph, quote, What do I suppose what was, demanded come? Hmm, no wonder you're so prolific. He dictated his books faster than I could read them. Edgar Rice Burroughs not only wrote more than 100 books, he also co-authored Two Sons and a Daughter. And we spoke by phone earlier today to that daughter, now Mrs. James Pierce, at her California home. The phone connection may sound a little like her father's old dictaphone, but you can't miss the pride in her voice when I asked her only about the wax cylinder discovery. Not only about that, but also about 20 new Tarzan volumes which were found at the same time, the so-called lost volumes. The ones, I think, in question were uh, the ones that he was dictating about. I think those were put away during the war. My father, of course, at the time was in Honolulu and the war broke out. And those were put away. And, of course, for the war during the war years, they were not considered or they weren't even remembered about. And then, of course, after he got back, he became ill. And uh, after his death, some of those manuscripts were found in his safe. Do you think there are any more undiscovered books in the warehouses of your company in Tarzana, California? I found about 20 of them. Did you? Yes. I don't know, uh, I don't know exactly the names of them. I haven't, uh, haven't uh, seen them myself, but there are several manuscripts, and uh, we have published a few of them. You know, there's something that intrigues me about the recording, Mrs. Pierce. It was made in 1940, but in a picture made at that time, the machine looks, well, maybe like a turn-of-the-century model, maybe even Edison's original. Do you remember it? Yeah, yes, I do. That was an Ediphone. Mm-hmm. And I believe at the time it was one of the... Uh, it was not a, a, a brand new one, but it was a, a good uh, machine, I think. And my father uh, had good luck with it and success with it, and so he kept on using it. 
Is there any connection between that trait of your father's and the fact that so many books could have been lost for so long? Uh, there certainly was a reading public waiting for them. No, I, uh, the only thing I can think of is that, uh, he probably had a few rejections, rejections on them. He didn't get, he didn't have very many rejections, but I imagine a few, and he would put them away and think, well, I'll bring them out later, and of course he never did. Mm -hmm. And we found them, uh, years later. You know, Tarzan of the Apes, uh, was very hard for him to sell. I don't know if you know that or not. No, I didn't know that. Yes, he had quite a few rejection slips on Tarzan of the Apes, strangely enough. And uh, it, it, he had quite a, quite a little trouble with it, but of course, it, as you know, it went over beautifully. Yes. I think we should really tell your credentials, Mrs. Pierce. In addition to being the daughter of the man who created Tarzan, you were also one of the actresses who played the part of Jane, were you not? That's right. My husband and I did uh, Tarzan of the Apes on radio back in 1932. That's oh. a long time ago. Your husband, James Pierce, was one of the early Tarzans. Yes, he was uh, the fourth Tarzan in motion pictures mm -hmm. in 1927. And then in 1932, we made uh, Tarzan of the Apes on radio. And we followed the book, I might add. <laughs> to the letter. Tarzan of the Apes, from the novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs. With Mr. James H. Pierce as Tarzan, and Miss Joanne Burroughs as Jane Foster. Beautiful, Jane. Jungle night, beautiful. You like the jungle, don't you, Tarzan? Yes, before, Tarzan liked jungle. Now, Jane here, Tarzan likes more. Jane likes jungle more? Yes, as long as you're here, I like it. There are many facts about your father that I find intriguing. He wrote all those books about Tarzan in Africa. And the fact is that he never saw Africa, I understand. Never yeah. was in Africa, no, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he always wanted to go there. Of course, I think by research and reading, he knew about, about as much about Africa as anybody in the world did. <laughs> Mrs. Pierce, thank you so much for being with us on Monitor via phone. Well, I've, it's a great pleasure. I've enjoyed it very much. Good luck to you. Thank you. Mrs. James Pierce, the daughter of the man who created Tarzan. Again. Not Tarzan's fault. Vine controller strike. <laughs> Tarzan almost had mid-air collision with orangutan. Man, it's a jungle out there. This place is a mess. You haven't done any of your chores. Little chores, woman's work. Tarzan only have one chore. What's that? Empty hippopotamus litter box. <laughs> A provider. Will you look at this dump? Tarzan, good provider. Tarzan, get job. You're completely primitive. You're totally unskilled. You, you have the manners of a baboon and the IQ of an ape. Where could you possibly get a job? Tarzan already been accepted at post office. <laughs> As supervisor. <laughs> this is the ERB Media List, wishing Elmo and Dateline Jazoon a very happy first birthday and many, many, many more. Over and out.
Thanks very much, Ted. I really appreciate it, and I've really had a lot of fun over the past year doing this podcast, as long as people keep listening and sending in material. In fact, fans Ted McCoskey, Wayne James, and Don Falcos put together a DVD called Say Tarzan, which has a lot of good spoofs and various Tarzan-related material on it, and that's what I pulled the Johnny Carson and Betty White uh, Tarzan and Jane spoof from that I just played for you. And there's a lot of other stuff on that DVD that I'm probably going to pull in the future for future episodes of Dateline Jassoom in the future. Jeez, and in the future, Ed Wood will continue to write my scripts. When Pete Ogden sent that clip from uh, the Monitor radio program interview with Joanne Pierce, um, he mentioned to me in the email that there was a lot of false information in the news media about the, quote, surprise in the safe, which was discovered in the early 60s by Holbert Burroughs, who was Ed's son, after he got rid of ERB Inc.'s general manager, Cyril Ralph Rothman who had let the copyrights expire on several books. The reference to 20 Tarzan books was, of course, wrong and probably should have been 20 ERB stories, which included novels, novellas, short stories, and short short stories. The book that Burroughs was dictating in that clip was Tarzan and the Madman. Thanks very much for sending that. And if anyone else has anything similar to these couple of things that I've played today on the show, I really, really would like to hear from you because I'd like to get them on Dateline Jazz. Background music is from the Podsafe Music Network, which has also been a big help with the production of Dateline Jassoom, and this particular music has been become something of a theme song for the podcast. It's Lost Civilization by Satya, and you can find it on Podsafe. The deteriorating cylinder has been saved. Although the sound quality isn't what today's ears are used to. Paragraph, quote, We better be moving, said the farmer. We gotta kill us some meat today. Paragraph, quote, We better be moving, said the farmer. We gotta kill us some meat today. Paragraph, quote, We better be moving, said the farmer. We gotta kill us some meat today. I think it's one of the Croydon farmers. <laughs> the Chicago Muckers, the local chapter of the Burroughs Bibliophiles, had a meeting this week, and that was Jim Haddock, Mike Conran, and the visiting Lawrence Dunn from England, filling in with a little ERB dictation. 
I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. Paragraph post. We better be moving, said the farmer. We gotta kill us some meat today. Elmo forgot to thank Fred and Wilma Flintstone and the Happy Anniversary Quartet. No, I didn't. I just programmed Ella to do it.